Hello, welcome to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. I'm your facilitator, Vincent T. Edwards, Mr. Speaker, and I want to welcome everyone to today's episode where we're going to be talking about, oh, the daily essentials of a Christian life, the daily essentials of a Christian life. The bishop is going to teach how we should live. Oh, and I look forward to this. Remember, check out the bishop robertgrudolph.org. That's robertgrudolph.org. That's where you can listen to previous podcast episodes. Also, it is on our Apple platform. And also, you can stay abreast of what the bishop has going on in the world of ministry. Bishop Robert G. Rudolph, how are you doing this day? Elder Vincent T. Edwards, how are you, sir? Oh, I am just fine. You know, I look forward to these days because it's like, what am I going to learn today? And so I'm just looking forward to learn about these essentials that you have planned for us on today. Well, I'm excited about it, Mr. Speaker, because last week we were talking specifically asking the listeners the question, do you call yourself a Christian? And we gave you some reasons why people call themselves Christians and what it really means to be a Christian. Well, today we are going to turn that just a bit and we will talk specifically about the daily essentials of a Christian life. And I'm excited about it because we're coming from 1 Peter, the first chapter, verses 1 through 12. And there will be other scriptures that we will, uh, excuse me, 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12. And there will be other scriptures that we will allude to during this discourse, but I'm excited about the word on today, the daily essentials of being a Christian. Well, you just go ahead and take us into an active word of prayer, and we can find out the things that we must do daily. I look forward to it. Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the opportunity that you have given to us to minister a word to your people via technological advances. Now, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the the dedication and the meditation of my heart to be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Mr. Speaker, let's talk about Peter just for a second. And let's talk about how Peter became a, how can I put it? Peter was a coward when Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary. As a matter of fact, before he went to Calvary, he denied Jesus Christ. He denied him. And before we jump on Peter too rough, let's understand that many of us on a day-to-day basis in our actions and how we do certain things or how we don't do certain things, We have denied Jesus Christ. But on the day of Pentecost, I love the Acts of the Apostles as we get into what they went through on the day of Pentecost when they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us that on that day, Peter was bold and he talked about the reason why, or the reasons rather, why they were there. Peter said, these men are not drunk as ye suppose, seeing how this is just the third hour of the day, but this is that 
what the prophet Joel spoke of, that in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. So Peter, who was a coward just a few days ago, now became empowered with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and he was speaking in a bold manner. This same Peter, he went places and he preached and he established works, he established churches in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you look at 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 1 through 12, you will find out that Peter went throughout Asia and he was preaching and teaching the gospel of Jesus. And I'm so thankful that Peter is a very good example of how a person can receive a second chance. And I know, Mr. Speaker, you've had several chances. I've had several chances. But it's so good to know that God is a God of a second chance. I'm yes, excited sir, about that. Yes, just like in golf, everybody want a mulligan every now and again. <laughs> every now and then. Every now and then. We want an opportunity to do better than what we did before. And Peter went off the scene. But on the day of Pentecost, he had enough boldness to really talk about Jesus Christ. Well, there are just a few things that I want to share with the the uh, listeners on today and why it is so important to live uh, or have uh, daily essentials of a Christian life. And one of the things that Paul, or excuse me, that Peter talked about, Peter helped to nourish these people in the word of God. If you look at that scripture, if you will look at uh, um, 1 Peter 2, verses 1 through 12, in the first couple of verses, you will find out that Peter was apostle of Jesus Christ to strangers. They were scattered throughout Asia and several other places um, in that particular part of the world. And Peter talked about how that in order to be a Christian, you were considered to be an elect. You were, according to the foreknowledge of God, the Savior, or excuse me, the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. And he uh, gave a description of what it meant to be a Christian. But one of the first things that I see in verse three, chapter one, first Peter, verse three, Peter says this, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy, and we might want to underline the word mercy, hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Well, one of the first things I want to establish on today is that Peter let us know that in order to be a Christian, and one of the essentials of being a Christian and in our daily lives, we have got to nourish ourselves daily in the Word of God. I want our listeners to know, Mr. Speaker, that the Word of God, the Bible is not just something that we use on Sunday morning, and then we come home and put it on our desk or put it on the mantle, and then we have to dust it off the next Sunday and we go to church. Uh, that word of God is not something that we use just when we want to use it, but the word of God is something that we need to use daily. The Bible speaks of itself, and it says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So if that's the case, then we have to read it each and every day 
so that we can nourish a relationship with Jesus. It's just like having a relationship with the person. You can say that I know this individual, or you can say I am acquainted with this person. But if you really want to know them, I have to study about them. I have to know all about them. Well, for a Christian, the only way that you can really understand God and the only way that you can really understand the word of God and his plans for you is that you have to nourish yourself in the word each and every day. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Every day, one of the first things that we all need to do as a Christian, we need to get into that word each and every day and make certain that as God speaks to us, that we pray to have an understanding of what he's saying to us, uh, Mr. Speaker. So we have to nourish ourselves in the word of God. Yes, indeed. And that word is powerful. It is true. It is life, the word of God, because, you know, it, it is, you know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. I mean, every day when you spend time in the word, you're spending time with the true and living God. Yes, sir. Now let's go to the next point. Nourish yourself in the word each and every day. Nourish yourself. Read the word. Study the word. Comprehend what the word is saying to you as a Christian. That's number one. Number two, we have to realize that as Christians, the only spiritual ministry that we have is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is my primary spiritual ministry. Now, a lot of people get caught up in titles being their primary spiritual ministry. Uh, for instance, I am a bishop of a jurisdiction uh, that is in St. Martin and around the Eastern Caribbean countries. There are several churches that the national church denomination that I'm a part of, the Church of God in Christ, assigned me to. And some people say that as a bishop, Brother Rudolph, your primary ministry is to those people in those areas. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. I really do. I comprehend what you're saying. But my primary ministry, my primary ministry is to make sure that not only I nourish myself in the word, but I need to practice my primary ministry being a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be good to anybody else if I don't practice being an obedient Christian each and every day. I have got to practice what I preach, but it starts at home. I've got to start at home, Mr. Speaker. I can't try to deal with Eastern Caribbean countries. I can't deal with those people in Anguilla and in St. Martin if I am not dealing with Robert Rudolph. I have to make sure each and every day that my spiritual ministry is nourishing myself in the word, but also making sure that I'm an obedient and obedient follower of Jesus Christ. Lord, what do you want me to do today? Forget being a bishop, forget being a pastor, forget being an elder or a missionary or a supervisor. That, those titles really don't matter. What's most important is being an obedient Christian to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I have to nourish myself in the word so that I can be obedient. That is my primary ministry. What do you think about that, Mr. Speaker? Oh, that, that is primary. That's what, when Jesus left, 
That's what he said. Go ye therefore. I mean, you know, and teach all nations, baptize them, making disciples. A lot of times we get caught up in so many other things as leaders and churches. And what we said in the military, we get mission creep. You know, you creep from this mission to the other one. And when you've left your primary purpose and the primary purpose was go ye therefore and make disciples. So that is primary. That's primary. Exactly. All right. I'm nourishing myself in the word every day. I'm opening my Bible every day. I'm reading it. Some people read the Bible through in a year. Uh, some people just pick up selected verses of scripture. They, they might go to the Psalms or they might go uh, to the Psalm or to the Proverbs um, to get wisdom. Uh, they might read selected chapters in the Old Testament or selected chapters in the New Testament. It really doesn't matter what you read is the fact that you are a student of the Bible. So nourish yourself in the word daily. Then practice uh, your spiritual ministry or your main spiritual duty is to be an obedient servant of Jesus Christ. And, and lastly, uh, once you have nourished yourself, once you have used your spiritual ministry to practice uh, what you preach, then the Bible tells us that we've got to behave like the people of God. We must behave like the people of God. Now, let me give you an experience that I had. I had an opportunity. I'm a member of the Church of God in Christ. I'm very proud of the history and heritage of, of that great denomination. Uh, but one of the things that I learned by working uh, when I was a college student, I worked uh, during convocation, the Holy Convocation. I worked in the restaurant in the basement of Mason Temple. And I ran across a lot of people who did not behave like they should behave because they were always wanting things and they were always acting up uh, for a lack of a better uh, word. They were not Christ-like. And I saw that and I said to myself, Lord, I want to be like Jesus Christ. I want to be meek. I want to be humble. I want to be lowly. I want people, when they see me, I want them to see, uh, it's just like they're looking into a mirror, or I'm looking into a mirror, and I'm really reflecting the image of Christ. When they see me, I want them to see the image of Christ. Let me read to you in, in um, 1, Peter, uh, 1 Peter 2. Let, let me read to you this just for a second. Uh, 1 Peter 2 verses 11 and 12. Look at this. It says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak evil, they speak against you as evildoers, they may be your good works, which they shall behold. Glorify God in the day of visitation. In other words, if you are a chosen generation, if you're a royal priesthood, if you're a holy nation, if you're a peculiar people, you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If you are in those categories, then you need to walk how you are supposed to walk. And that's very, very important, brothers and sisters. We've got to lay aside all malice, We've got to lay aside all gal and hypocrisies. We've got to lay aside all of the envies and all of the evil speakings. This is what the Bible is saying to us. The Bible is telling us 
<clears throat> that if we are the chosen of God, then we need to act like the chosen of God. Let's be the lively stones that the Bible speaks of. And, and then most importantly, let's not be disobedient in our walk with Jesus Christ. Let's be who we're supposed to be. Uh, let's not be strangers and, and pilgrims, but let's abstain from fleshly lust. Let's, uh, that, that these are the things that war against the soul. Let's in our day-to-day -day life, let's behave like the people of God should behave. We should show forth the fruit of the spirit. We should have meekness. We should be saved and sanctified and Holy Ghost filled. We should not only have those characteristics and those descriptions, but let's act like we say that we should act like. I, I just think that we've got to behave like the people of God, Mr. Speaker. And if we say that we're saved, if we say that we're Christians, if we say that we're set apart, we need to be set apart for the cause of Jesus Christ. Amen, Bishop. I got a question for you because we talk about this thing about being saved and people get saved, but then there's a whole sanctification process and getting there. That's a process. Bishop, how do I get to where I can lay aside some of these things? How can wow. I lay aside some of these things so that I can behave like the people of God? Because some folk, they say, they be saved, but they ain't laid aside some stuff. How do I do it? How do I get there? What's the process? What are the tools that I need to do, Bishop? Well, Speaker, one of the things that I tell people each and every day, all of us have certain issues in certain areas. No matter how long you've been in the church, all of us may not be where we say uh, we'd like to be. So with that in mind, then you need to search yourself. Now, again, the old saints used to say, Lord, search me. Search me, Lord. If you find anything, if you find anything, put that searchlight on. There you go. Put the searchlight search light on. on. <laughs> if you find anything that shouldn't be, take it out. Take it out. We know that things are there. I know when I have a problem with you or I know when I have an issue with somebody else. So what I'm going to do, Mr. Speaker, is I'm going to ask God to search me. Then on top of that, I'm going to search myself. I know if, if I'm talking to somebody and I have a bad feeling about that person, or every time I see an individual, there's something that shoots up on the inside of me. There's a little bit of envy. There might be a little bit of hate there. There might be just a little bit of those things that I shouldn't feel or I shouldn't do. Well, if that's the case, then I need to search it and say, Lord, I have this issue. I have envy. I have a, a, a problem with this brother or sister. And God, I need you to help me to deal with it. Lord, take it out. You need to just be honest and forthright with yourself, Mr. Speaker, just like I do to say, Lord, take it out. I don't want to be in the same position that I have been in the past. I have this problem with an individual. I have this problem. I'm not fully delivered in certain areas. So God, I need you to deliver me. And once you're saved and you ask God to forgive you, then seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will keep you if you want to be kept. And so it's very, very vital for you to Make it a point yourself to say, Lord, I need you to wash this clean from me. Wash it from me. God created me a clean heart. 
renew in me the right spirit. At one time, I had a good heart. At one time, I had the right spirit. But for whatever reason, I've gotten off of the the track and I need to get back on the track. I need to get back on the track and do what I'm supposed to do and have the right spirit on the inside of me. Purge me with hyssa and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. That's what David said. So I think we need to be about the business of saying that, asking God to forgive us. And once he does it, then Mr. Speaker, we need to leave that alone. We don't need to go back to that. If you know that certain things will cause a problem in your spiritual life, then leave it alone. Don't mess with it and go on in the strength of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, man, I like that. Completely turning it over to the Lord, realizing, hey, I've got to search myself. I've heard that the unexamined life is not worth living. And when you examine your life and you see things that shouldn't be, go to God who's stronger than all of us and say, Lord, I realize here's where I am. I'm honest. I already know you know about it. So I'm going to just say I've realized it. Now help me out of this situation. All I can hear is like Peter himself. He saw the Lord when he started sinking in the boat. He said, Lord, save me. And all I could hear us say, Lord, clean me up. (laughs) Clean me up. That's it. Clean me up, Lord. I know it's here. I know I've asked you to forgive me for my sins, but I'm dealing with these issues here. And, And you just need to be real. Just be real with yourself. Lord, I'm dealing with this. Now I need help. But see, if you never face it, then God can never help you. But you have to face it and deal with it on your own. Just in summary, Mr. Speaker, Uh, The daily essentials of a Christian life, just nourish yourself in the word daily. Uh, And then your primary spiritual ministry is being an obedient servant to God. And then most importantly, behave like God wants you to behave. Behave like the people of God. No matter what position you're in, no matter what environment you are in, behave like the people of God. People read you. They may not read their Bibles, but they will read you. And so we need to behave in the manner in which God would have us to behave in this life on today. Before we go to prayer, I just got to say this one thing, because you put emphasis on that behave like the people of God. All I could hear in my head was my grandmother and my mother say, act like you got some home training you gotta (laughs) you gotta exactly like you've been by the lord you gotta exactly don't you embarrass me in public and a lot of there you go in public i just that just came to my mind so you drove it home it was personal to me today bishop it was personal yes sir i thank you for that teaching on today please just close us out in prayer and pray for us that we can do these three things, Bishop. Well, listeners, I am so glad that you're able to join with us on today. And I'm going to pray that God would touch you so that you can each and every day nourish yourself in the word, be a disciple, be an obedient servant, and behave like the people of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you as humble as we know how. Lord, no other help. We have no other help but you. God, in the name of Jesus, we need your assistance now. Father, we cannot live this saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost-filled life if you are not in control. So right now, Father, take control of our lives. Take control of our minds. 
Help us, God, to be nourished in your word each and every day. Help us, God, to be the disciples that you are calling for in these last and evil days. And God, help us to behave like the people of God should behave. Yes, we Lord. are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And on today, we're going to show forth the praises of you who have called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. God, help us. And Lord, once you help us, we're not going to turn back on your assistance. Father, be with us now. Protect each and every one of us. Keep us in the center of your will. And God, help us to keep the faith for the future. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And thanks, everyone, for listening. You've been listening to On Point with Bishop Robert G. Rudolph. On Point, keeping you focused in the right direction.